right. Welcome back to the Gut Check Project. This is now episode number 25 with your host, Dr. Kenneth Brown. I'm Eric Rieger. And Ken, today we got an awesome guest. Michael Williams joins us. Well, like always, one of the coolest things about the Gut Check Project is that we check our ego at the door. And once again, we brought in an expert. And we spent the last two hours being schooled on some stuff that we should have been schooled on a long time ago. Something we don't know anything about. Mike, how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? You don't go by Mike, though, right? I go by Michael. Michael. Huh? See, that's what I did. I did it wrong. Yeah. Well, the one thing that we've done wrong a lot is the lighting in the studio, <laughs> the green screen. We're having fun with trying to learn how to do this. So as it turns out, Michael is an expert in video, green screen. He has been doing this for a long time, and we're going to get into that. And if you're a podcaster, if you like watching this stuff, you're going to understand that everything is not as quite as easy as it meets the eye. You, you said something earlier. You were like, you know, uh, Eric, one thing I really like is just talking to experts regardless of the field. And that's what we're doing today. Yeah, well, uh, we, we had the financial experts on. We had CBD takeout. We've done Marisol, the Queen of Thrones, who's interestingly an expert in pooping, which, but that's very separate from what Michael does. But <laughs> Well, I do that, but <laughs> I'm not an expert in that. Well, interestingly, I know that the, we'll do quid pro quo on this. I happen to be an expert in that, in pooping, not in lighting. So since if we could trade back in the day, you helped us out with lighting, I'll make sure you poop okay. All right. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, awesome. Let's do a quick rundown today. We're going to talk a quick uh, update on Thanksgiving for all three of us. And then we have a new unboxing that we're going to uh, share with everybody on the Gut Check Project. Then we're going to hop right over to what uh, Michael does best. So, Absolutely. So uh, Thanksgiving, I, I'll just go ahead and start. I went over to my brother's house. Brad hosted. We fried a turkey. We baked a turkey. We ate a lot of food. I had a blast. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I don't really have any crazy details about it. We just we, we played games. We hung out. My family, his family, my mom. We had a great time. Why is it your favorite holiday? There's no pretense around Thanksgiving. You just it's family coming together and hanging out and spending time. We we bonded over some some athletic events, uh, football and basketball that we watched on TV. We played games. The entire time we were together, you just eat great food. You get lazy, you wear pajamas. It's uh it's nice. You know what? You're right. It's kind of like there. Michael, how was your Thanksgiving? It was, it was wonderful. We had our uh, first Thanksgiving in our new house. Nice. Oh, uh, nice. So we just uh, bought a house in McKinney and uh, you know, moved in. Of, I guess, McKinney, uh, Peru? Uh, yeah, McKinney, McKinney <laughs> Texas. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and we've been there uh, just a couple of months, and we had uh, four of our kids there. So Four uh, of six, four, right? Four of the six, yes. We have, four of uh, six. One on either coast, New York uh, in Brooklyn and uh, the other one in Burbank in California. And, uh, you know, we, uh, they, they couldn't make it, but they're going to be here for Christmas. Nice, so, uh, nice. We ate, you know, the, all the, the turkey and the green bean casserole and lots of sweets and then afterwards, uh, retired to the backyard with a, uh, a single malt scotch and a cigar. So, oh, that sounds awesome. And, and, you know, it's the only holiday that it's really you're expected to watch football. So it was kind of fun. <laughs> you know, so. Brown? Well, I decided to not be quite as um, this particular Thanksgiving. I decided that it was my time to take the family on vacation. And so we went to my wife's from Puerto Rico and we went to Puerto Rico, but I chose at almost 50 to decide to pick up a new sport, which is surfing, because I've seen Point Break and, you know, a lot of other surfing movies, and so as it turns out, it's hard. (laughs) Oh, man. But it's so (laughs) rewarding now. So cool. So I took the family to Puerto Rico for a week, and it was really cool, sat on a beach, made some uh, good friends with some 
uh, Virginia people that were sharing the house with us, and it was it, it was exactly what Thanksgiving's supposed to be, which is be with family, have some fun. It was not relaxing like watching football, but it was relaxing like drifting in the ocean. So right. it was super cool. And I hope that everybody out there had a great Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, I hope so, too. Hey, let's get to it. You want to get to the unboxing? All right, so let's talk about the unboxing. So why don't you hold up the box? Let's do it. So we're having some great feedback. What we've been learning, so in my clinical practice, um, I know that there are certain supplements that can change people's lives. And one of the biggest frustrations that people have is that they don't understand what to take. Well, we took it upon ourselves to vet certain science-backed supplements which have certificate of analysis so that I know what affects people. So every time somebody comes into my office, they go, oh, I've been taking this and nothing happened. What have you been taking? Well, let, let me give you the brand that I've researched and then they start seeing some changes in their life. So what we want to do is change the landscape of our community so that people become healthier. So every month, somebody can get a box called the KBMD Health Box which is uh, comes with a little love letter and explains everything just like this. And what we want to do is offer products that can change your life. So, Michael, for you, what we're going to do is explain what this box is. Okay. And what this does is we want to make sure that certain things protect your gut, help your brain, help you sleep better. And if I can get those three things done, you're going to be a better person. You're going to be able to light crazy studios. You're going to be able to do your movies and all that stuff at next level stuff. So Eric's going to go through each product this month. This is just this month's unboxing. So first product. No mystery. Atron Teal. We talk a lot about it. Atron Teal. So we talk a lot about Atron Teal, uh, a sponsor of the show. Atron Teal is my baby. We developed this specifically for one of the only products which has been proven to help with bloating but not only that the polyphenols in it help with anti-aging and anti-inflammatory processes so we know that everybody needs to be on this you're going to be seeing a lot of information about this about these molecules in the future we're cutting edge on this super proud to have this in the box retail price is forty dollars 39.95 save a lot and the cool thing about that letter is you get to see how much you yeah save. so basically what we're getting at here is, is that uh, the total cost of this box is about 270 dollars and you get this sent to your house every month worry-free at a fraction of the cost of $147. Awesome. Uh, also, another core product, Megaspore, Megaspore Probiotic. So Megaspore Probiotic. So this is very confusing for people. Everybody comes up and asks me, and they go, hey, I'm on a probiotic. Which one should I be on? I'm going to tell you one to be on, a spore-based biotic. And what that means is that the probiotics, almost all of them get destroyed in our digestive tract. Right. Because everybody says, oh, they're good for me. But they really never make it to where they should be. We met uh, Kiran Krishnan, who is the CEO and scientist behind this. We actually did a whole podcast with him. If you want to geek out and look at this, super cool stuff. But spore-based biotics plus Atron Teal are synergistic, and they actually help diversify your bacteria. Brilliant, dude. Uh, next one is upgraded nanomagnesium. Oh, my goodness. All right, so nanomagnesium. A lot of people don't realize that we are actually deficient in magnesium, and it's needed for cellular health. The reason why I love magnesium is because the nano encapsulated here crosses the blood-brain barrier, calms your brain, and actually helps replace your cellular magnesium, but helps you calm down in your brain so it's used also to sort of wind down at the end of the day. Next one, really cool looking bottle. This is the Zen blend. So, 
Zen blend. Zen blend is a fantastic blend of scientifically proven mushrooms to help do exactly to augment what the magnesium is doing. Reishi, Cordopsis, and a few other uh, natural cacao is in the Zen blend. That helps you wind down at the end of the day. And a recent Joe Rogan episode where he had, what's his name? Oh, uh, the mushroom expert, uh, Paul Stamets, Paul Stamets was talking about these specific mushrooms and how we all need to be on this for mental health and neuro regeneration. That's a brilliant episode. This is a, this combination alone is absolutely insane because I'm on it. My kids are on it. Everybody's on it. This actually helps you calm down, deal with the world, help your gut already. And you start regrowing neural regenerative processes. Uh, next one, turmeric and ginger. Turmeric and ginger. We know that uh, turmeric has been a staple of a lot of functional medicine people. People take turmeric all the time. What's unique about the Omica Organics brand that we made a deal with here is that it has ginger, amla, and a few other ingredients that actually work to increase your nitric oxide which vasodilates and allows you to absorb the turmeric. The ginger allows gastric movement of this, and the amla has been shown to actually improve insulin sensitivity. So no joke, we actually found a company, and every one of these companies, we've talked to their CEOs, we've looked at their certificate of analysis, and we know that it's backed by science. If I'm gonna take something like this, I'm going to help my insulin sensitivity. I'm going to make sure it gets absorbed. So that's one of my favorite versions of that. I mean, if you're an athlete, uh, this is looking like a pretty solid box. Yeah. Uh, or if you're type 1 diabetic like I am, oh, that looks awesome. Holy know? cow, absolutely. You're type 1 diabetic? I'm type 1 diabetic for almost 40 years. And, Yo, you're uh, doing a great job of controlling your insulin because, yeah. uh, or, or your sugar, I'm sorry, uh, because type 1 diabetes is a tough disease, autoimmune disease where these products, we are now seeing that autoimmune disease starts in the gut. So this is one of the things we're trying to do is help all kinds of people, but autoimmunity is one of the things that we're trying to fix also. Believe it or not, we still have three products left. What? So the <laughs> I thought we were done. We are not finished. Uh, LiveWise Naturals. All right. So LiveWise Naturals, this is... Uh, interesting because it's something that I really have not thought about until my practice. Almost everyone I check is vitamin D deficient. And now we figured out that being vitamin D deficient is related to coronary vascular disease, dementia, and autoimmune disease. Yeah. Yep. So all my Crohn's and colitis patients, all my ulcerative colitis patients, they all, I always check vitamin D and I always make sure that we're up on that. And the reason why is because we live in a society now where we put sunscreen on everything. We are indoors. We've got fake lighting going on right now. And we probably just don't get enough sun. And in our diet, we're not getting the proper ingredients that are there. So almost everyone is vitamin D deficient. The next one, I believe, is straight from New Zealand. The Balm of Gilead Manuka Honey Stick. All right. So this is the one I've been waiting for. And here's why. All right, so Manuka honey has many medicinal properties, but I put this in the box this month because we're heading into the winter months. You can see on my lips, I am chap, chap, chap. So I've been waiting for this one so I can do the rest of the show because... He's applying it to his lips right now? I'm applying it to my lips right now because Manuka honey, um, this is straight out of New Zealand, 
And you'll never be able to find something like this here that actually has real stuff. Remember, when you get on and you start looking at Walmart and cheap things, you get what you pay for, bottom line. Like lighting. <laughs> and green screen effects and whatever, you know. And the cool right. thing is if you order from mm-hmm. us and get a KBMD health box, every single stick of Manuka honey is applied to Dr. Brown's lips first. Yes. That is my signature. It's like, welcome, yes. pack this one up. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. You get a fresh Manuka honey. <laughs> it's got a seal on it and everything. But um, the whole thing about Manuka honey is it actually has a, a tremendous medicinal properties. Um, this is actually a vegan version, grass-fed, all this other things, you know. Grass-fed bees? Grass, grass-fed vegan vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's uh, just go ahead and take a look at it. It's, it's fantastic stuff. The next one, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, kind of hijack it because this yeah. is My Green Fills, which is awesome. If you're interested in having healthy products around your home, my Green Fills is an all-natural laundry detergent, refillable laundry wash. So if you don't want to have more waste, you can order, mail order from uh, My Green Fills. And uh, in your box, you can have your very first container sent to you with laundry wash. And the cool thing is, is whenever you need more wash, they just send you just this packet. You save this. You just add water. Uh, in our house, Marie uh, subscribed to My Greenfields almost two years ago. Kids love it. it. Your clothes smell clean and fresh. It also comes with a rinse. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. You save water. You save uh, a waste, and you basically save the environment. We're on a septic system. This this basically protects everything that we have. So two quick things. Number one, I'm I'm probably wrong on the particular manuka being vegan. I don't think it is vegan. I think it's a tallow, grass-fed tallow balm. So if you're vegan, it might not be good for you, but uh, or you want to use it. But that is my that's probably my misstep. But the most important thing is here um, with my green fills. Uh, we know this uh, the CEO of this company, Mr. Stephen Azell, and the things he does for the world. He has the uh, my angels. Um, oh, yeah. The, what is that? The guy, uh, uh, Stephen, I apologize if I screw up the name, but essentially he uses proceeds from this company and two others that he runs. And what they do is they take some of their money. They have a charitable arm, and they specifically go out and find women who have been victims of the slave trade. They negotiate with their captors, release them, and then give them employment. They don't just free them and say, well, you're yeah. free now. Go find your way. No, they they actually will hand sew the dryer angels that you dryer receive angels. to uh, the, the function as an all-natural uh, fabric softener whenever you subscribe to My Green Fills. It's a beautiful program. Stephen is a huge philanthropist. And he is, yeah, he started his whole business uh, when he had nothing with knowing that the first 10% of everything that he earned would be going to charity. And now he is actually driving, and he's the one that came to us, and he's the one that's powering the member box and that's why we're so honored to be involved with somebody who is so charitable um, and giving back and helping lives day to day. But bottom line is the KBMD member box, You, if you take this, this is what I take every single day. Uh, the Manuka honey will probably change out when it comes springtime and we'll find something more spring related. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where we're going to have the perfect mix and change the health landscape so that people like Michael that uh, uh, chronically deal with type, you know, issues like type 1 diabetes or anything, 
we can start making a difference in their life. KBMDHealthBox.com. That's KBMDHealthBox.com. You can order your own health box this month. This is what's featured in the in uh, this current month. If you were to sign up, like and share. Like and share not only the Gut Check Project, like and share just this episode to tell someone, tell a family member or a friend, I want you to start living better. Check out what this box is about. Save some money. It's delivered to your home. You don't have to think about it. Everything's been vetted by a physician, you. Dr. Brown, and uh, essentially, let's uh, let's start off the year 2020 on the right foot. And we got one last little bonus with that. If uh -oh. you become a member of this, uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, one other thing that I think makes a huge difference in people's lives is CBD oil. Yes, it does. Or full-spectrum hemp. And if you become a member, you get steep, steep discounts as a special gift to get our CBD oil. You get a code that allows you to get it dirt cheap. Dirt cheap at KBMD Health. And if you've been to the website in the last, uh, what, 11 days, 10 days, you've seen that the store is now fully operational. We had an incredible weekend. Thank you for everyone who participated in Black Friday, Cyber Monday. That was fun. Are we going to stop with discounts there? I don't think so. I mean, we, want, we don't want cost to be a barrier to entry for people to have quality CBD. So one of the things that we want to do in our mission is not to just say, oh, the, the whole reason for having this box is so that we can get these quality products out at an affordable level. We just want to, make, we just want to change lives. I want to be like Stephen Azell, and I want to make a difference in the world. That's the primary goal here. And I believe that we are all endocannabinoid deficient. And next week when we talk, I'm going to get way into this FDA statement where they're saying, we don't know if CBD is safe. We don't know this and that. I've got all the data on this, and it's really fascinating. It may even be a two-part show, but that's going into that. So keep in mind that everyone probably needs some CBD. We're going to give you the best quality CBD at the best price, um, actually at a fraction of the price. Right. And all of these things delivered to your home so that we can bring health to your home. Awesome. That's the first part of the show. Now, the coolest part, our guest. Our guest. Again, this is Michael Williams. Now, Michael, you told me before we got started, you have your own company called Creative Echo, correct? I do. I do. Based in McKinney, Texas? Based in McKinney. So tell us a little bit about it. So uh, Creative Echo is what I like to call a micro-agency. So uh, I've been in video production for quite a while. Let me get this mic in the right place. Usually I'll have a, a wireless lav or he's something. A, but, he's uh, a video guy. I'm a video guy. I'm not I'm a, a radio guy. I'm, I'm not going to just swallow a mic. But, uh, <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, it's radio. But uh, Why do I feel like you just started the show with, I came down here to your really rinky-dink little place. <laughs> so... Yeah, I was sitting there working on the Star Wars set, and uh, somehow I ended up here because I took no, a no, wrong not, turn. Not, not quite. <laughs> I like your car battery lights. <laughs> so you guys called me uh, to come down to you know kind of do some consulting because I, I I do production, video production. I've been doing it about thirty years, and uh, you know back I don't know, sixteen millimeter, three quarter, all the way through the digital age, and now finally file based digital. You know. Um, so, worked uh, as a graphics operator for live news, hated that, can't type, um, and then became what I call a paint monkey. I started doing paint graphics and, you know, animation on a Dubner paint system, which is eons old, um, and then uh, got my first Mac in 19... 88, I think it was. Oh, the, the big yeah. deep one. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a 2X <laughs> and uh, actually um, was doing uh, non-compressed video in and out of the Mac in 1988. 
uh, frame by frame, but it was non-compressed. Is that still a floppy disk? I'm just asking. Uh, it did have a floppy disk. Okay. Um, yeah, the three and a half uh, floppies. And, you know, SCSI 2, loud, chattery thing. But And then hooked up to a uh, regular tape deck, you know, broadcast tape deck, and would go out frame by frame by frame by frame. And I was outputting animation from agencies, you know, all over the U.S., getting them to tape, sending them their videotapes so they could go into video production or post-production and actually cut their animation into their spot or whatever they were doing. Sure. So, uh, you know, did the, that for a while and then started my company when I got that Mac. I was in post-production at the time uh, doing the paint work. Can I back you up a little bit? Sure, so sure, did, sure. Were you educated in this at that time? Or yeah, I, I, I actually have a uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts in video and film production. And so this was, so they actually had that degree where it, like they were, you were, they were being oh, yeah. taught on the Mac and all that? Uh, we didn't have Mac. I mean, the, the Lisa was out when I was in college, but... Uh, um, you know, we did, they were, they were dedicated systems and, you know, weren't very good, but, uh, what is uh, the Lee? I mean, I feel like Lisa is like one of the first production Macs, uh, that hit the market. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, you had the Mac classic, the big square box, and yeah. then, uh, the two X, you know, it was about this big, about that tall, heavy as a boat anchor. And, uh, you know, I, I had a one gigabyte hard drive and my system had eight megabytes of Ram. So that was awesome back then. Oh, just slow. Yep. Yeah, it but I mean, I'm slow. sure then it was fast. And then it was it was state of the art. There was only a couple of these in the country, uh, you know, with a new Vista card in it and being able to pull in component video non-compressed. So it was a lot of fun. And uh, so, you know, I've, I've been in production for quite a while. And uh, now I have the, the what I call the micro agency because I've been giving away creative. I'm a creative at heart. Uh, I'm technical by necessity, but... I have a, you know, dichotomy. Every morning I wake up and which brain is going to win, you know, the creative side, the left or the right side, you know, and I can uh, set up, run anything technically, just about any piece of equipment in production and then get on the other side of the camera and then produce something fun and creative and, you know, meaningful that, you know, tells a story. So um, when you're doing the productive side, does the creative side start kicking in where you go, I see where this is going to end up? Oh, and without a doubt. I mean, I uh, never lose sight of the the creative, you know, the creative vision. And you just technically want to learn how to augment that vision and make it better, you know, and, and tell the story better. No reason to do effects if it's not telling the story, you know, if it's not helping tell the story. So it's like you're a director of a movie every single time you do any ad uh, role, anything. Uh, pretty much. I'm um, sorry, I didn't mean to pop that there. But, uh, yeah, um, so I, I will step in as a producer, a director. Uh, I'll get behind the camera as a director of photography, and then I'll pull the footage into Avid, and I've been on Avid for about 30 years, and do all of my cutting, and then do some of the compositing there, or jump into After Effects, do some multi-layer compositing, and turn it out, do the audio design, and push it out, encode it, and away we go. So that's on the, the production side of things. Uh, I do a lot of live streaming, uh, where we'll go into corporate uh, places and We'll set up, set up a multi-camera and live switch with video rolls, you know, audio, uh, stingers and music. I mean, a full production and we'll live switch it and away we go. So you said that so, you had, uh, if I understood you correctly, back when you were in the, in the early stages of before you started um, Creative Echo, you said you did live news? I worked at Fox News. That's uh, where I was first hired out of college. Was it Channel, was it channel 4 then? 
Uh, it was actually down in Houston. Oh, down in Houston. Um, okay. I'm going to say Channel 26. Okay. KRIV. So you, and I'm just kind of curious, leading to what you just said that you've done on the creative side from doing the lighting and seeing the vision, what did you not like about doing live news compared to now doing a full creative production? What was the, what were the limitations in doing a live news broadcast compared to this? Uh, in, in a live news broadcast, everybody has a single position. And you're an expert at that single position, Mm -hmm. you know, and it takes a a crew, you know, of people, obviously your director, your technical director, your producer, your camera guys, your audio guys, your graphics guys, and, you know, um, all of the research that then goes on way before that and leads into it. Um, I'm a, I do a lot of different things and I, you know, I get bored easy. So if I'm sitting behind a camera, I'm going to snooze, you know, if it's multiple days, day in, day out. Uh, so I like to jump around and learn and I've been learning for 30 years and you know, that, that was why I got out of live news and plus I can't type fast. So, uh, and I was a Chiron operator, which was doing the live CGs, you know, that show up right here, the lower thirds. Um, but, uh, it, it just wasn't creative enough and fun enough. It was the same format, the same grind, just different content. And I like to change things up a bit and have some fun. So, Well, it seemed, the reason why I was asking that question is it seems to me that what you did is the evolution of where everyone is intuitively going to get their information now. When I was growing up, everybody watched the news. My parents mm-hmm. watched the news. And it, I don't really know anybody who really watches traditional news like they used to, certainly not in the same numbers no. and certainly not by, by uh, uh, percentage or capita, right? Mm-hmm. So you left the stodginess and the, and the uh, like you said, I mean, it almost sounded like you were describing a sterile environment for the way things were, were presented. And now you're creative in what you want to do. Podcasts, people turn to podcasts more than they do traditional news shows. I oh, mean, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's really interesting that that was what you just did intuitively on your own. That's what everyone's doing. Exactly. And it's interesting because this, this kind of shows the level of knowledge that's actually required to do something at the level that you're now doing things. So you have all these people that want to do YouTube videos. You have all these people that want to do things. We brought you in today, and you started looking at the studio, and you just went, okay, so this is why it doesn't look as good as it should. And you started going into such detailed analysis, which is so cool because really what I want this show to be is let's talk about the technical aspects because a lot of people want to say, oh, I want to have my kitchen show for even my 100 audience, whatever. So uh, let's start breaking this down a little bit. Let's start looking at what we're dealing with here, what you changed up, and the simple changes that you made for the lighting. Okay. So uh, when I came in, uh, and of course we're using what we have, and we've got some uh, LED lights. We've got four LED panels. They're probably about 400 LEDs, if that maybe 300, looking at them. Uh, LEDs per unit. So before we get into that, let's just back up a little bit. Remember, Eric and I, uh, we came from Spoonie Studio that was all set up, and we had so much fun doing that, and we got such great feedback from everybody. We're like, let's just keep going. But it's been Eric and I trying to do this, and (laughs) I went, you know what? Maybe we should bring in somebody like Michael who actually kind of knows this. So he came in and looked at what we have, and okay, the greatest right. thing you said was, let's let's work with what you got. <laughs> right, right. I mean, anybody can set up a studio. You know, if you got you got a budget, and you got a real budget, you can get you know real lights, real cameras. You know, you guys have great mics, obviously. Um, but you know, on, on a budget, you can still set up a, a pretty professional looking studio. You know, if you don't have the money, the hundred hundred fifty bucks per light sure. uh, for the LEDs. 
you can go to Home Depot, get a lighters, uh, a painter's lighting kit, you know, the little aluminum with the little clip on, and then get a compact fluorescent daylight. That's the keys. You want it to be the same color temperature in 56K or daylight uh, is what you want. Otherwise, you're going to look orange and, you know, unless you balance to that. But you get one of those bulbs, the brightest one they have. You put it in there get two or three of those, light it up, and you, you can do that for 30, 40 bucks, you know. And so if I'm a so if I'm somebody that uh, is uh, starting out with my podcast, or I want to be a YouTuber and I want to describe something, I can go to Home Depot and you're saying say that one more time at 56k. So what you want to look for is you know 56k is you know 5600 degrees Kelvin, which is the light temperature at which sunlight is roughly. You know, the shade is a little bit lower. And then you go all the way down to the old school, the amber-looking lights, you know, your mom and dad's lights as they're watching the news on live TV. <laughs> you know, you know, nobody's using them, but those are, you know, uh, either tungsten or you know, incandescent, uh, but it burns at a much lower temperature, and it's warmer. Sure. The brighter the light, the more blue or white it is. So, um, And you can produce in any light temperature as long as they're all the same. If you mix it up, then one half's going to be orange or red. One part's going to be blue. Like if we set up in here in Tugson and we open the window, blue light's going to come in. We you know so, the, the interesting thing that he did. I mean, uh, you gave us credit for thinking about backlighting. That's pretty much where mine and your knowledge, guessing knowledge, stopped. <laughs> and then immediately you got you uh, started drawing diagrams about how you're going to make light angles cross and cross each other to even out. Right. And, and so the, the issue we had here is one of real estate. It's space. Sure. We don't have the space that we need to you know, create a nice uh, you know, piece of truss or something to hang our lights evenly at the same distance from the green screen, from the background. Uh, so we had to go to the, our corners and then light across and to get it as flat as possible so that the green goes away and whatever you want goes there. Uh, so we cross the lights and it evens it out a little bit. And there's still some hot spots. We spent, what, maybe less than an hour, you know, coming in and looking around and say, okay, let's make this work. And, you know, it, it looks pretty good. There's a couple of hot spots, but uh, for the most part, that green will key out in one click, and you put whatever you want back there. It's pretty sweet. It's it's really cool, and I think it's pretty sweet when he came in and said, all right, so where'd you guys train at? I'm like, I'm a butt doctor. He's a, <laughs> see, uh, he goes, oh, boy. <laughs> he calls his wife says, honey, I'm going to be I'm gonna be a little later than I thought. <laughs> as long as I'm not sore when I leave here, we're good. So, uh, uh, why? Why this field? My wife asks me that every day because uh, it is not a nine-to-five job. You know, we get up at the crack of dawn. We drive to a location, we set up, and we bring a truckload of stuff to set up. And then we film all day. And, you know, of course, golden hour is, you know, the hour right after sunrise and, you know, the hour right before sunset. That's the best lighting if you're shooting outside. So we're shooting from, you know, dawn to dusk. And then we got to break everything down and pack it up and drive back. So not a nine to five. My wife's like, couldn't you just be, a, you know, a dentist or a CPA or something and stay home and I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I think I, there's dentists and CPAs going. That's pretty much my job, also. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it does. I'm, I'm uh, trying to think of jobs now that like are just oh CRNA. That's it. That's that the one job. Is, is not is not anything like what you're describing. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, and and I I tell people you know whenever they ask you know why do you do this like I haven't worked a day in my life you know I have so much fun I love what I do it's different every day. 
the topics are different. You know, I'm learning about, you know, gut check and, you know, nice. um, and it's important to me being a type one diabetic, you know, it's like yeah. everything is based on metabolism and, you know, you can't metabolize anything if your gut's not working right. So, um, you know, it's, or I go hang out of a helicopter and film, you know, do air to air filming or climb up 200 feet on a tower and 200 feet out on a, you know, big Ooh. crane and, and then clip in. Of heights? No, not at all. I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. Oh. And then clip in and lean back with a camera and film the guy talking to me who's out on the... Yeah, that would be fun. That was a lot of fun. And uh, so uh, it, it, I never know what I'm going to be filming. So you actually... Do you, I mean, you don't actually carry the cameras and stuff. Are you, are you directing it? Are you... Are you? It depends. Um, are you the Don Wall guy that hung out <laughs> <laughs> on that I, Netflix thing and <laughs> sat there and... Uh, I actually, uh, I, I can't sit idle. Um, crew, I drive them crazy because I hire a crew and then I go do it. And uh, but it's uh, it's like you're hiring them to come watch you. <laughs> I, always, I I always admired the the people that got the camera shot more than the person doing it. You watch Bear Grylls do his stuff. And oh, he's like, yeah. oh, I'm oh, just yeah. gonna climb this trip, and you're just like, there's somebody up there already. Filming you. That's the badass. Camera on his back. Yeah. And, yeah or like, they're doing the terrain like uh, down a steep mountain where there's where there's snow skiing, and you got a guy going <laughs> yeah. like this. I'm like, there's somebody else that doesn't even have poles. <laughs> right. Right. Down. Exactly. The real hero to everything is the person that gets the shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely, cameramen are you know the unsung heroes of uh, production. The guy gets right. in the bottom of the run and he's posing, and you look at the camera guy's missing a leg, <laughs> but he's got a shot. He's got a stable shot. I yeah. love you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, I started out as a graphics operator. I thought I wanted to be, you know, a digital artist. You know, I wanted to be an artist of some sort. And when I went into college, I didn't want to be a starving artist, so I got a technical background, and uh, then uh, started editing. And fell in love with editing because that's where the story is really told. You can have horrible footage and a great editor, and come out with something that's pretty darn good. And you can have great footage and a horrible editor. And it comes out like crap. That is no joke. So the editing, I actually, so I d downloaded Final Cut Pro 10, you know, to try and do some stuff whenever uh, we're I'm working sorry, with KBS. But, uh, and with zero training, and oh my gosh, like all things, it w it is it's so frustrating, and you just you just get immediate humility. Anytime that I try and do anything that somebody else is really good at, and you're like, oh. Wow, I know one. I can I can do a rectal really good, <laughs> but beyond that, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it gives you tired head. You look at it, and then after a while, you get frustrated because it, it, you it's not nearly as intuitive as you want it to be. Right, right, and then, not not right away anyway. I mean, there is a, a deep learning curve on any editing software. Yeah. It's gotten so much easier than it was in the past. Uh, yeah, the you way know. you're talking about it with the equipment you were using and what they were able to do. I was thinking about this when you were saying that. I'm thinking of movies now that I watch where I was like, wow, those graphic effects kind of suck. And you realize they're pretty amazing for the equipment that they had. <clears throat> oh, oh, yeah. A lot of those were done optically, you know, with film up until, you know, the 2000s, you know. It, digital was there, but not for film quality. And to do, you know, you could get on a, a flame or fire, you know, discrete logic, big system, you know, the size of a refrigerator, the computers and onyx and, and get on and, and, you know, still have to go out frame by frame to get out 2K images. Now we, you know, take it off a micro SD card, drop it in, away we go. You know, uh, a lot has changed and uh, it's got a lot, uh, a lot higher resolution and a lot smaller form factor. So it makes, you know, 
your creative vision easier to to maintain and keep focused on instead of having to worry about too much of the gear. You remember Terminator? Oh yeah, uh, that was a huge uh, fan favorite for my uh, my friends and I growing up was Terminator One. And then when finally Terminator Two came out with the T one thousand, it became it was all mercury. animated. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I didn't even know what to think. I, I remember seeing that and looking back at Terminator One, saying, "I love Terminator One, but I don't know what this is." And this is amazing. That is a great question. So as somebody who's an expert that has been from the beginning and you you continue to evolve, which is also very fascinating to me because I would think that a lot of your um, people that were doing it with you back in the day have probably gone on to different fields. You're probably one of the few people that has stuck with the industry for 30 years and grown with the technology. Yeah, there's there's more of us than you might think, but you know, uh, a lot of people will move on or just you know move into something different. But um, you know, technology is definitely definitely changing. You've got to keep up with it, or you're going to get lost. So, know? as a as an editor, what movie? When I ask you, what is your favorite movie that you look at and you go from a technical aspect, this is brilliant. Well, there's I don't have one favorite movie. Um, but I mean, there there are several. If you want to go back to to one of the the classics, you know, Citizen Kane. I mean, look at the the editing they did, the opening scene where they pushed through a window. How the heck did they do that back then? You know, it's like, um, you know, there's some music videos out there that are single shots, no editing, just a single shot. But the whole time, really, the whole time, yeah. Um, it, it's I think it was Madonna was the first one to do that, and of course, you know, Guy Ritchie. Uh, Oh, that's right. Was, uh, you know, her bow at the time, and you know, so he was doing some cutting edge stuff. But I don't, I don't know. Don't quote me that he uh, actually directed that, but I would assume so. But uh, um, what you was know, the movie? I'm sorry to interrupt, but what was the movie that had? Um, was it the Birdman or something that was like notorious oh. for being? It had something special about the way that they filmed it. Michael Keaton. Michael yeah, Keaton. Michael Keaton. And, I'm not real familiar with the bourbon. I did I watch right. it. I think it had. Uh, I, yeah. I think it was one take. I think it was one stream or so. I don't remember. Well, multiple shots. I mean, multiple they didn't shots, do the whole yeah. movie, but uh, yeah, they really kind of embedded that. And you know, it, it's fun to be able to tell the story and not have to cut away. You know, to be able to just because we don't cut, we don't blink and okay, another shot. Sure. You know, we turn our heads, we move, we we, we you know, as humans, that's more natural for us to see the world that way. So it's. It's interesting that people are finally getting back to the way that human eye perceives reality rather than forcing your brain to take the story you want them to. So you're cutting away to something you want them to see rather than turning and showing them, you know, um, the way you would normally turn with your head or something like that. Well, what's also fascinating about this is because of the YouTube phenomenon, the the non-commercialized, the non the non-perfected type videos like our podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're they can be more authentic. They're, they're much they're, more authentic. They're raw. You yeah, know, they're real, and they're not overproduced. Which you know you can overproduce things very easily. Okay, so that brings up a different point. So with your production company, um, you probably run into all different types of different uh, requests from customers of all different ilks, high end corporate low end, hey, I just want to make a quick video. Is it hard to explain to the over-corporatized uh, customer, hey, you really need to inject some personality here? Whether or not they take your advice could be a completely different uh, situation, but do you find that that's, that's difficult to do, even in today's world where that seems to be what people are grabbing Without on? a doubt. Uh, you know, and it's all based on their personality, and it's not something they do 
all the time. They're not a TV personality. Yeah. They're not a radio personality. They're a CEO of a tech corporation or, you know, whatever. And yeah, you got to pull the stick out sometimes, you know, you being that kind of doctor, you got to pull that stick out and let them loosen up. I don't use sticks in my job. <laughs> For everybody listening, please don't worry that I'm going to use a stick. <laughs> well, you, you pull it out, let, let it loosen up a little bit. You know, that's, you've it that never thing, loosens you know, anybody yeah. up. When you go to sleep, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you got to get them loosened up and you got to get them to forget about the camera and the environment mm-hmm. and then just talk to them. I, you know, I have, you know, CEOs will come in, they'll have a, a script, and they're they're ready to just regurgitate that script. I'm like, okay, let's read through it. And I'm like, do you know teleprompter? Have you used to, uh, no, what's that? I'm like, okay, well, okay, read through the script one more time, and we're going to put it down. It's like, no, 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 and they freak out. I'm like, no, we're just going to talk about it, and yeah. I'm going to ask you questions, and you're going to respond, and we're going to get the real story, not, you know, something that's been through legal. Now, we have to go through legal later, but... You know, at least it's from the heart and it's real. It's authentic. We were, um, I've, like we were talking about before, Eric, Eric's father, well, I didn't actually tell you about this, but the reason why Eric is um, so good at sound is because his dad was actually involved in radio most of his life. And so Eric was around this and enjoyed it. And his dad taught him and he was a musician and Eric's a musician. And um, tell me about that real quick. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, my dad was, uh, he was, I grew up in Gainesville. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. my dad, when I was, by the time I was born, he uh, was the uh, sports director for the small KGAF radio station, which is still there today. And um, he also was a DJ up there at uh, at the radio station. He had plenty of friends all throughout uh, DFW that were also in radio. Uh, dad played uh, uh, self-taught piano, drums, bass guitar, and he just... He was a true audiophile without ever using the word. I mean, he just loved it. And so whenever he would toy around and tinker with stuff and mix with sounds, I just thought it was cool. Didn't have any idea I was getting an education on it. And then uh, within this opportunity presented itself, and it was a lot of fun. So that's, I mean, when you you say things that you've never really worked a day in your life, playing around with stuff like this to me is just, it's fun. It's uh, people that say like the tinker. This is just yeah, and, and I get to do it. You know, just about every day. It, it, yeah, it is a lot of fun. Now, and, and there's a lot of hard work that goes with it. All of it. us, all of us are not working, but one of us is getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As consultant, not talent. I am not on air talent. That's for sure. But uh, um, so you know, technology has really enabled anybody to you know kind of pick up a camera and uh, you know do a a webcast, a podcast, or, you know, even, you know, cut it and don't do it live. You know, you can post it later. So we, uh, we've, we've got a lot of different experts that, uh, that Ken and I have talked to to help us both with the podcast and in a whole bunch of other different facets. But one of the people that helps us with this show now, of course, there's Ron Phillips, who's been on the show before. And then uh, Paul Rogers is mm-hmm. the guy that helps us cut and basically create promos and all the stuff right. that we're not any good at. And uh, Paul does a fantastic job. He's really been helping give us some different guidance on how to move through topics. And sometimes we don't stick to it all the way, but we're trying to. And um, But Paul is actually uh, helping put together a package for a small city in North Texas to help uh, record and transmit their city council meetings. They were ready to throw down something like $100,000 on equipment. And Paul's like, okay, you could also... Save 90,000 of it yeah. <laughs> and let me help you with that. 
And it's amazing because you're right. The technology really is not that inaccessible anymore. Oh, no, not at all. And, uh, and that it's, it's crazy because people just want to spend the money thinking they're getting the best and brightest, but it doesn't require right. that. So if I am a, um, I'm an up-and-coming YouTuber because I saw this fantastic stat where it's like Generation Y, like 30% of the kids want to be YouTubers as their they job. They want to be YouTube famous. Or, they want to be YouTube know, famous. Snapchat famous or... You know, it's whatever the uh, I guess whatever the flavor of the week. Is. Snapchat's, I guess, uh, waning a little bit, but uh, TikTok or whatever, TikTok you, whatever is you all do. the rage now, which but, is just musically rehashed, I think. But so it's it's fascinating because um, Eric's Eric's kids, uh, Gage and Mac, actually were taking classes during high school on mm -hmm. Final Cut Pro, mm -hmm. which uh, which is what the, the class that, that his high school chose to do. And um, so now kids are coming out and they're learning this kind of thing. So as an expert, seeing all of it, I'm a, I'm a dad. My kid is graduating. They've kind of done pretty well with playing around with different things. I want to give them a graduation present, which would be an audio and video package. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's say less than $2,000. What would you do? You know, so yeah, are you, are you, you counting do? the uh, the laptop in that? Or? No, no, no. Okay, no they've so already got a laptop. They, they already got a laptop yeah. and something you know fairly recent. Yeah, this something. is just so that you can sit there. Like I'm, I'm thinking of Gage. I mean, I'm thinking of Gage who goes off to college. He's done a great job. They've got a, they've got their, um, the floaty thing. What's <laughs> the floaty the, thing? The oh, the drone. Drone. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, so they've got a, so they've, they've a got a floaty thing would be a balloon. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> In my generation, anything that got off the ground was a floaty thing. <laughs> Look at that floaty thing flying. That's a, that's a fly, Dad. It floats. <laughs> defies gravity. Defi anything that defies gravity is a floaty, floaty thing. thing. Whether you're a drone or a fly or I throw a rock, they're all the same. So if I'm going to sit there and give a graduation present, and we got Christmas coming up, and you say, listen, my child's really into this. They're kind of doing some small YouTube videos and stuff like that. Where are um, what would I give them? Like is a package gift? It, and I, I know I'm putting you yep. on the spot here, but like if you <laughs> not, gave not it, at all. if you gave all, it to your children, uh, I would get a a good either a DSLR or you know the new mirrorless uh, digital cameras are awesome, uh, and make sure it's you can change out the lens, and that way you can grow into it. Uh, my personal favorite. I go popping again. My personal actually, the favorite, pops never never actually show up, so okay. I don't worry about so it. So my personal favorite uh, would be, you know, uh, at this point in time, you know, a Canon 5D, but that's more expensive. The body on that's, you know, three grand. Oh. But you can get some, you know, I mean, they shot House, several episodes of House, really? you know, with, really? with the Canon 5D. And you can put them in places that you can't put the other cameras, you know, the big IREs. Or the, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So that, like, so, you've got this, you can come in here... It's so and cool. it's just a, it's a it's just a great format, you know. Of course, I'm a Canon guy. I've always loved Canon uh, more so than Sony, but Sony makes a great product. So this Panasonic, you know, I've got a, a Panasonic camera that I use for you know ENG production. Uh, but uh, get something that, if you can, has an interchangeable lens, um, DSLR type, and they're going to be coming cheaper because the mirrorless are out. And so, and a, maybe a wide angle or a fixed fifty lens. And my favorite lens on the 5D is my 70 to 200 L series. Beautiful lens. You get that nice soft depth of field. Gorgeous lens. You know, but again, that's a more expensive lens. No, no, no. Fortunately, we're sponsored by all these products you're talking about. Yes, yes. Uh, so to, just to recap, so I would get you know a, <laughs> the best DSLR you can afford 
with you know a decent lens and you can get one that is wide enough that has a, a zoom a little bit so you can zoom in and get different focal lengths okay uh, a good microphone um, and you know you could get so when you say good microphone attached to the camera or you mean a lapel mic depending what on what they're doing you know for for a podcast you know these are great studio mics uh, if you're out in the field uh, you might want to get a wireless lav uh, or a wired, you know, a boom mic yeah. or shotgun mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use different mics for different environments for different reasons. Uh, but just get uh, Rode makes a great cheap mic that uh, will hit on the t- on the hot shoe, plug right in the, the mini, and it's not bad. It's a shotgun mic right on top of the camera. Hmm. Um, very very uh, affordable. And then you know maybe a light kit, depending on what they're doing. They may not need it, um, but you know lights. You know it's it's all reflecting light you don't have light it's going to reflect nothing and you're not going to see anything but black so you got to have enough light and uh, as we found out earlier that was your issue with your green screens earlier is that uh you didn't have enough light on the green and you know there wasn't enough um i guess chroma difference so is so so is are there are there light kits that come with multiple lights and you can do different things oh oh yeah and and, you know leds are, are wonderful now if we didn't have the the luxury of uh, using LEDs uh, when I was coming up in production, but LEDs, uh, you know, it's a small form factor. It's super bright. You know, uh, you can even go to Walmart or Home Depot or any, you know, Batteries Plus actually has some great LED really? panels that are battery powered, and you get a little cine arm, which is uh, you know a quarter twenty thread that can go in the hot shoe or you know on the camera or clamp on, and you can put the light up here, and you got a running gun light. Very affordably. Even uh, that is so cool because if the the number of lights that we have in in here right now to get this amount of light back twenty years ago, we would be sweating. Yes. And, yeah. Oh, that's without true. a doubt. Yeah, I mean it would be incredibly hot in here if it weren't yeah, for that. Yeah, because the heat on the. I'm so. sweating, by the way, so I'd probably be <laughs> just pouring sweat. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it would be yeah. worse. <laughs> but so, so you know, I refuse to like you know everybody raise your hand. I'm like no, no way, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and then wait, final thing. So yeah. now, okay, so as a dad, um, graduation gift is the expensive camera. You talk to the uncle that says, look, this is this is kind of the theme we're going with. He's graduating. Why don't you do the lights? Um, why don't, uh, you know, Aunt Karen, you do the mic? And then it, what are we going to do to video edit it? So there are some, some good softwares out there. Uh, you can get some cheap you know, almost free software out there, some of the, you know, but it, you get what you pay for. Um, probably, I would say, the best bang for the buck, because you get a whole suite, uh, would be the, uh, you know, Creative Cloud. You know, just do the Adobe suite, get the production bundle so that you get uh, Premiere Pro, which is a great editing software. Um, you get After Effects, you get Photoshop, you get Illustrator. Uh, I mean, it, depending on how much you want to pay per month, you can get the whole you know, suite and do whatever you want. Uh, you know, they've got, you know, sound booth, they've got, you know, all kinds of different tools and you're paying like 59 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month uh, for that. Um, that would be the best, but to, to go out and buy something, um, you know, I'm, I'm an avid guy. I've been on an avid media composer. It, you know, it used to be, you know, $100,000 on a system, and then it came down to the price point recently of it was like two grand for the software, and they just recently have gone back to the uh, same model Adobe is with the monthly subscription, and it's about 50 bucks a month as well. Okay. Uh, but there are some out-of-the-box stuff. Depending on your Mac or PC, 
but the main thing you want to look for, um, you know, is your, your edit interface. You don't want to think about what you're doing. You want to cut a story and just kind of have it be, you know, just very natural. You know, the whole way that the layout is, the way, you know, so Premiere lets you, you know, change your, your edit desktop. You know, Avid lets you change your edit desktop. I think Ulead had some real super cheap stuff. They used to come with the, the DVD stuff. And, and you can cut on that. And even, you know, um, you know iMovie, you know, on a Mac, oh, you can yeah. do some things there. Stay away from the presets because everybody uses them. And, you know, it, my my opinion, overused presets and overused graphics just because they're, you think they're cool is kind of cheapens it a little you bit. Think about, I think it would kind of, and it doesn't have to be a graduation gift, but I think what kind of a cool thing it is, your children are going to be using this technology anyways. Your children are looking at YouTube. They're already interfacing with this. They're already looking at this. Then if you give them the ability to tell the stories that they want to tell, then you can start directing, hey, we're going, uh, so-and-so is getting married. Why don't you cut some, just go ahead and bring your iPhone and just cut some film and then you can edit it and you have the equipment. Bring, the, bring your road mic, bring your light. Then you can start having a documentation of whatever you want in a really cool way because everything that I have right now is just snippets from 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 the phone. Right. And right. I, and I, and I have all these old I mean I evolved very quickly when things started changing. I've got little mini cams, I got HD whatever DVDs and I've got I've got as Jim Gaffigan says it's very funny. He does a whole set on he's like we don't have photographs anymore. We just have hard drives. It's right. like, well, there's my hard drive from Disney World and that's my wedding hard drive and that that's where we're at right now. I'm like, oh, but if you can convert things to little snippets and movies, this is the two minute thing because if you're good at it and fast at it, when you give a gift like this to a family member that actually uses it, yeah. you're buying yeah. memories. Oh yeah, without without a doubt. And most of us, you know, we, you know, I'm probably yeah, probably about your age, but uh, grew up in the era where, you know, it was either film or it was video. Well, I know we're the same age because the jokes I'm saying, you're the only yeah, one yeah. laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Christmas morning, we'd wake up and, you know, dad would flip on the, the Super 8, boom, and then the lights come on, boom. And we're like blind, we're deer in the headlights, and yeah. we're like, uh, we'll do something. I'm like, I can't see. And then you turn off light and you see spots for an hour, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, it's like you can, you can, and, and then you get the footage and you never use it, you never watch it. You know, it was on film, you got it developed, and it sat in a, in a metal can for years, and uh, which is our family. And recently, well, that was, was probably about five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, uh, digitized everything for my parents' 50th. And oh, I cut, did. Cool. Cut That's it so all together cool. and cut it to music and, you know, did one, you know, a little segment for each of my siblings and for myself. And then you started with my parents and then, you know, went through the whole family and all the way through there, you know, from literally black and white shot in the 50s on film all the way through, you know, digital, uh, almost digital. Like that I guess he, awesome. uh, he was on uh, That's cool. high eight, you know, and uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Took forever. Never discount how long it will take to edit, especially a project like that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, trust me. That's that's the thing. That's why learning how to edit it, uh, edit anything in a rapid way is the key. When you sit there and talk about the equipment, when you sit there and say the lighting and everything, that's what everybody focuses on. When everything shuts down and it's on your computer and you start looking at it, Eric has watched me, and Paul will laugh at this, who's, who's helped me with through this. I didn't realize that there's a lag when it comes to the way that we're recording and the audio, and I will sit here for an hour and try and move 
a sound bite a millisecond so it matches so it doesn't look like an old kung fu movie right where eric and i are talking it's like <laughs> i'm telling you that the, wow <laughs> yeah yeah there's i mean depending on how you record and you know you're recording you know from your camera and you're running it into your your uh your laptop and running it through software and then it's running and writing the file to your hard drive of course there's going to be some latency there you know there's going to be it's not going to be real time there might even be some audio drift uh, depending on how your recording and how your uh, format is sort of set up. So this was the, when when he first showed up and started talking like this. He's like, "Oh, I can see what's going on right here. You're gonna have a little bit of light drag over here. We need to change this and this. You're gonna have audio drift. You're gonna have like, you know, I just went different language. Yeah. It's a totally different language. You have a you have a skill set that is unbelievable, and I love that you've kept this passion for over thirty years. You said, mm-hmm. yeah, for over thirty years, and. I thank you so much for coming here and helping us set this up and hopefully it'll be easier for Paul to post edit this. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Paul, we got some help. <laughs> <laughs> so we can, uh, you know, we set up pretty quickly and I didn't have time to tweak, but it should be uh, a lot better than it was. And uh, of course we do have some environmental issues, but uh, yeah. space. You uh, knew where you were in trouble. It was like, okay, where are the makeup people? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I always carry. Uh, you know, and, and makeup. I mean, it's huge because if you're sweaty and shiny, I mean, nobody wants to listen to you. You know, you're just you, you look like you're shifty. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> you do. I mean, you're like you're sweating bullets, and you're like nobody's gonna believe. So get some, you know, some corn silk, something just a little powder, and knock down oh, that yeah, shine. Yeah, you know, what's shifty? What's the most check project? Is that shifty ass doctor? <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> but, you know, a little powder. I mean, little things like that go a long way. And uh, they're, they're simple little, and they're cheap. You know? A little powder goes a long way. We tried that once with Eric, and it all got cut in his upper upper mustache here. And I'm like, Eric, you don't yeah. look like you were trying to. Uh... No, and then I inhaled and I coughed it all out. <laughs> <laughs> a little powder, but watch the beard. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for hopping by. Oh, my this, pleasure. This, my was, pleasure. Uh, this is only our 25th episode here on Gut check project but each episode i feel like we're getting stronger and now that we've uh, unfortunately had to try to build our own studio we're we're learning yeah and let's just go ahead and recap here so what i think we learned what i got out of this episode number one is that we don't know a whole lot about there's experts in this field but michael what i took away from this is is that you just gave a recipe for every father or mother to say my child likes to watch this I now have a box that I can say, look, pull away from the computer, walk out into the world, and do it yourself. Yep. Yep. Start interacting with people again. Because that's one of the biggest things. As we automate everything and we isolate ourselves, it just leads to more and more of that depression and anxiety. And even though, ever, you know, even my children, they... They don't watch a lot of TVs, but, but the, they have their YouTube people they watch. And they've turned me on to some great YouTube people that I love, uh, some science stuff that I just geek out on. I'm like, holy cow. And then, of course, I sit there, and I don't just watch it. Uh, uh, Lucas looks at me, and he's just like, isn't that cool? And I was like, how did he edit that? Yeah. <laughs> I just look at that and go, what? How did he get that angle? How did they zoom in like that? That's crazy. Man, that's a cool point, though, too, because the technology and YouTube and these platforms aren't going anywhere. So what, basically what you just said and what Michael's just described on how to do it with that recipe is, 
okay, so if the technology is not going anywhere, how can I help my kids and my family members get back into being a human? With get back into being a human with this technology. Right. Yeah, One great way cool. to do it is to put a mic in front of somebody and say, Michael, tell me about yourself. That's right. Give me, give me your story. Give me tell your, me your story. story. And, you know, the, the great thing is that, you know, they're used to being in front of a laptop and they've got this digital world. Well, they've got their little digital security blanket in a camera, you know. They've, That's their digital security blanket. It's so cool. It's so, so cool. You can sit there, give a gift to your introverted child and say, look, you're really good at this. You don't even have that. People like being on camera. Yeah. So you can take somebody and say, you're behind the camera. You're protected. Ask a question. People yeah. like to tell their story. And when you start engaging like that, then you can turn that story and you can make them look like a hero after editing and go back to them and say, here you go. Yep. This is your story. You become the hero. You control what's going on. And you now have the ability to interact with people. People come to you and go, that was so cool what you did. And now as a parent, if your child is being a little introverted and stuff, you can sit there and teach them how to come out of their shell with a camera. Yeah, and, and it inspires creativity, you know. Uh, a fun thing to do is uh, we gave my daughter, I think she at the time was like 10 or 11, and we gave her my, my 5D, and she, I said, just go film some stuff. Let's have some fun. And she took it around the house and shot all kinds of just random weird stuff. And uh, she's like, well, I want to make a, a perfume commercial. I said, perfect. You know, we didn't have Johnny Depp, but we had this random thing, and it was, it was awesome. Uh, put together so a 30-second cool. spot, and uh, it was a lot of fun. You get to see inside your kids' brains. When you're not looking, you know, it's like, what's going on in there? And, I had uh, a uh, lot of fun. It's cool. My son a few years ago had to do a commercial and you could do it like either written or recorded or whatever. And I came home and they showed me and he got my daughter involved, my wife involved. They wrote a whole script and I just came home to watch the end product, which was unedited. But it was so funny to watch that, <laughs> and so and it was so well done for an iPhone, just right, right. clip, 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 quick time, put it together. I was so proud of that, and I just looked at it, I was like, that is a family moment. Everybody yeah. got involved. It was cool. Um, it, almost family moment. I, I had to work so that they could afford to do that, but that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> it's pretty much the theme of my life. <laughs> I understand <You> know? that. <laughs> Um, but I, man, I, I like that. I like the whole idea that we just came up with right here. Yeah. You know, engage, put everybody. So the Joe Rogan recent podcast with uh, Joe Stamick, was it? That uh, Paul, Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets. So it's all about um, mushrooms and psilocybin and a few other things. Uh, if you don't know anything about that, listen to it. It's really wild. But he said the coolest thing ever, which was the thing is, is that we are in a competitive world. And if everyone became a little bit more enlightened, a little bit more accepting, and a little bit more willing to learn, then we would grow exponentially as a race, as opposed to what we're doing now, which is I'm trying to beat you to the next hurdle right, so that I can right. make $10. Think of where we could grow exponentially if everyone had the ability to go, you're a really cool person. Let me pull out my digital journal and let, let me learn right. about you. Yeah, which which is what it is. It is a digital journal. So, uh, one other thing I would recommend is you know we we shoot this and you know you give it to your kid they go off to college. Oh. What's that? What I don't know. That? Time to go. Not my phone. 
mine either. That's yours. I don't know how. Anyway, uh, let me get this turned off. It's on silent. That's the weirdest thing. It sounds like it's coming through our sound system. Yeah, it does. It's weird. It does. Yeah, I've got nothing running here. And I'm on silent. See? It's on silent. <laughs> but it is coming from here. That is bizarre. It's so weird. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so the cool thing about video editing is we can take this part out. <laughs> exactly. So, what must have happened is my wife got into my Spotify account and it uh, started playing here. That is so wild. Turn Spotify on at home, or my daughter more likely did that. Uh, but what I was going to say is that uh, you know you could go off to college and you shoot all this footage, and they're going to run out of space, you know. So I would recommend you get a cloud account of something oh, and have them yeah. upload it because then you have access to it. If you give them a hard drive, you'll never see it. Yeah, have yeah. them upload it, and you're paying for it. So yeah. say, look, I'll archive it for you, and then you've got access to to that footage. Yeah, and I think now we just I even finally finally got my fo- my my kids' phones. We talked about that a couple episodes ago, and having unlimited storage now with the iCloud is oh, yeah. dirt cheap. It's it's nuts. Like un- I mean, it's just, I don't know where it's all going. I don't know. I mean, I keep thinking that like SpaceX is going to go, we're hitting data. We can't get through it. Too many pictures. <laughs> right, like, it, I don't understand the whole cloud thing. Someday but. we're going to look up. We won't be able to see sunlight. Yeah, right. It's right. just going to be it's pictures all, of people. a bunch of ones and zeros <laughs> all over the sky. Right, right. right. We won't be able to do anything about it. Well, uh, I do know that you need to go, but we've had an awesome show here today. I do want to remind everybody to like and share the Gut Check Project. Certainly appreciate everyone. The new website will launch at some point in December. We thought it was going to be before Thanksgiving, but that's not how websites go. And most importantly, we're one of the few mm-hmm. places right now that you can actually purchase uh, CBD online. Correct. Because there's been, um, as everybody's probably noticed, they're popping up all over hard, like in buildings. But the reason why is because we went through all the meticulous process to actually have the ability to sell a vetted a CBD full-spectrum hemp product called KBMD Health CBD that we've got certificate of analysis. I see the clinical benefit with people, and we are giving tremendous discounts because we know people need it. This is much more about us helping people, much like you giving this kind of advice to help people to have great video editing. We want to make sure that everybody ultimately has a better life. That's what the Gut Check Project's about. It's about trying to improve lives. Definitely. Don't forget, if you want to uh, connect with Atron Teal, you can go to lovemytummy.com forward slash Spoonie. If you would like to learn more about the KBMD Health Box, go to kbmdhealthbox.com or kbmdbox.com. They'll both take you there. And if you'd like to uh, connect with uh, Michael Williams at Creative Echo, is there a place they can reach yeah, you? Yeah, it's uh, you know, my, go to creativeecho.net, and you can find out uh, more about what I do, and you can book an appointment, or you can get my email or any other contact information. So that's awesome. So creativeecho.net, not .com, creativeecho.net. Connect with Michael Williams. Thank you so much for being a part of our 25th episode. Like and share Gut Check Project. Thank you all very much. Once again, thank you. Thanks, Michael. Lots of fun. Appreciate it. You bet. See you all soon.